Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to How Do We Get Here, the audio road trip podcast with no breaks. I'm Zach, and I'm here with Jacob, and today we're talking about the multiversal conglomeration of Shaggy. This is such a clumsy title. <laughs> it's multiversus. It's what you guys yeah. wanted. We're talking multiverses, which we told you at the end of the last one. I can't believe we didn't talk about this before. We said that at the end of the last podcast. We didn't even like discuss this at any point. Yeah, I, I think it's just like for me, I accepted the game. It just has yet to click for me. So really? I wasn't like the biggest fan ever since the open beta came out, though, or whatever, like the, the influence or special beta that came out like oh, two weeks before that. Sure. Uh, I felt it started clicking. It's it's you just needed a character for it to click. I think every platformer, like every platform fighter, I can click with as long as I can find one character. Yeah, I think there's that's usually the case where it's like it, you don't know what you want until you play it. You're like, oh, this rules. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm into this now. So who is that for you in this game? Uh, it started off as uh, Bugs Bunny. Was the first uh-huh. character where like clicked because you know if you don't know Warner Brothers made a pretty much Warner Brothers Smash Brothers. It's yeah. on PC, all console, whatever. Um, and yeah, so I liked Bugs Bunny. I like characters that can just throw projectiles and you know scrap in the corner, sure. and Bugs can kind of do everything. And then I started playing Velma a little bit because character is just really good. Yeah. And then uh, I think I found it. I think this is uh, the end destination for me. Nothing in this game feels better than cheesing people out with Superman at 10%. It's magical. It really is. I see that you've been on the same wave. Oh, my God. Yes. So so it's so funny because I had the exact same trajectory of, as you. I was yeah. like and, and I feel like we've talked about this before. You and I have similar like approaches to this stuff. Uh-huh. And it's like I played I played bugs because I'm like, all right, I like bugs. I'm a Looney Tunes guy, whatever. And then I was like, oh, Velma's funny. She calls the police LMAO. And I was like, wait, this is really good and fun. And then like. You know, I played the two good characters and then you start exploring the rest of the roster. And then like, I think Bugs and Velma feel very distinct and unique and like they they feel not like Smash characters, but they do feel like uh, something on their own. But Superman feels like unlike anything I've ever played in any game. Uh huh. It's like he put a grappler in a platform fighter and boy, does he (laughs) cheat. But an actual grapp because like this is amazing for me because I've always played grapplers, but I'm like, you can't yeah. make grapplers work in platform fighters. There's no way to make it work. And you he's can, proof. 
Yeah, <laughs> you can. It just doesn't work very well. You just have to put them in the air. That's the trick. Yeah, I the it's I just can't believe that Superman, the man of tomorrow is the most dishonest character I've ever played in a fighting game. It's and he, and he's uh, he he has this like air of being like for tr- justice and like all of his lines are about mm-hmm. how he's doing the right thing. And he's just fucking throwing a teenager into the earth from miles he, above. He has that one voice line where it's like he's carrying you off the stage. He goes, you don't have to do this. And it's just like, <laughs> they have no choice in this matter. <laughs> you're a, you're a, a, a supernatural alien human being. Like, I just, I love that character so much. I'm a big fan of Superman. I So I, I, let, let me paint this a, to you. Uh, this is not a sponsored podcast, by the way. I wanted to make that clear. We're gushing a little bit, but I just, I like the game. Yeah, we ahead, like platform fighters and a new one just came up on the horizon. And I think yes, I want to yeah. just talk about uh, just for for people listening from Smash Bros, haven't really delved dove into multiverses. Let me explain this. Superman is like imagine the the energy of like PM Ganon, right? Like <laughs> he has all that kill power. He essentially has a float. He uh, and now imagine if he has like I don't know Rob Laser for neutral, like only the weak one, but still yeah. and. Now, you you know, you still have Ganon aerials, you still have Ganon everything on the ground. And then imagine if Wario bike could fly and was a (laughs) command grab. (laughs) That's Superman side B. (laughs) And you can just carry people into the blast zone. I like thinking of it like, what if Incineroar could side B in any direction and also send you in any direction? Like, he's just... It's so you could oh, just be so. Creative. Well, you're talking about his second command grab. Yes, he does have two. That's true. Yeah, his first com- his other command grab is hilarious. It's like imagine Cloud Uppy, but you can grab them at the top of it and send them <laughs> in any direction, up, down, left, right. Ooh, the choice is yours. I just this character is so funny. I I am in love with him. I've been yeah. playing like I get on a kick every once in a while with like a new character in the game. Yeah. They all play so I don't know. I I didn't I haven't had this feeling when I play other platform fighters. Like when I played Nickelodeon, it's very fun, but like I can make very easy parallels between characters or like I kind of understand yeah. how it goes. Multiverses feels like it, they're very creative in the way that they approach move sets, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I don't think a lot of characters overlap. Also, it has a pretty small roster because, you know, like, um, I guess, like, for the most part, Melee still had, like, overlapping characters, but that was also Somewhere. 2001, you know, right. like, people didn't know better back then. They felt like, hey, more characters, more fun, you know, throw Young Link on there. Fuck you. <laughs> well, now in, in Ultimate, there's like a million characters that do the same thing. But this yeah. game just feels so unique. However, I will say, I, I as somebody who I have like a million things that I kind of want to talk about in this game. But one of the yeah. things that I'm noticing is that so the new characters that they keep putting out, they put out LeBron and then they put out Morty. And I've spent like also LeBron James, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> so true. <laughs> the Go LeBron on. James, not voiced by LeBron James, by the way, which I think is so funny. That's so funny. I love the fact that he he is voicing LeBron James, but 
He's told he's to, staying monotone. Yeah, exactly. He's told to do like a bad LeBron James like voice. Set. I, it's just he's do you an have actor playing LeBron James playing LeBron him again. James voice like the announcer pack because that's what I no. use. Is it good? He just goes W I N whenever you win <laughs> and turn up the heat. It's just it's all the announcer lines are shortened to like half a second long, and it's just stuff like that. I I I got one of the announcer packs, I think I got Taz, and I was like, this sucks, and I'm never yeah, going to get him again. Get LeBron, just trust me, just trust me. It does me. sound funny. Alright, uh, go but, on, though. But, but I've been playing all the new characters, so LeBron and then Morty, and what's interesting to me is that, like, so in the past two Smash games, in Smash 4 and Ultimate, you've had this issue with DLC creep, right? Where the mm -hmm. new characters that come out really shift the way the game is played, and the last character that comes out, the, the absolute last in Smash 4, and then one of the last ones and also, Sora. Uh, yeah, d d I'm not. I mean, Steve here, because like Sora yeah. was the very last one. But yeah, I know uh, I'm kidding. Can we talk? Okay. okay, you knew where small, I was going. Small you knew detour. Where I was small okay. detour. Yeah, yeah. Um, SmashCon 2022. Oh my Onan, god! A 16 year old Minecraft Steve player, 3 0 is the best player, makes it to grand finals, and then he's up against Meister, who, when his back's against the wall, down 2 0, he always goes Sora, and he always loses. Badly. And then badly it's the surrender sora pick as we call yeah. it and he he won one game and then production messed up and <laughs> shot off the confetti cannons which felt so sarcastic and it was an accident and you were on the mic for this you were commentating that match i was i guys if you want to see this i'm sure that most of you have look up meister own and smash con uh skip to game four or is it game four i guess it's, it'd be yeah game the three. end of game three yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the funniest fucking thing I have ever seen at a Smash tournament in You even put out years. a video just talking about it. It was, um, yeah, it was truly amazing. You know what's so funny about that? It's because the owner of SmashCon was behind him, and the guy that runs production doesn't know what the hell he's looking at. He doesn't understand yeah, of course. Smash Brothers. So the guy, Justin, behind him is yelling, no, 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 as in don't shoot off the cannons. Yeah, the production <laughs> guy hears, now, 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 and he sets off all the fireworks. It is tremendous. Just a comedy of errors. It's so good. It uh, And Meister popped off for it too. So, I mean, three <laughs> games in, it could have been the end. You know, I see where they were coming from. Yeah, he 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 was he had the right idea. He had the right mind, but unfortunately... We didn't expect was, the Sora to win either. Nobody did. I, I just, The idea that everybody was waiting for a Sora win for like a year and that it finally happened here and then there's the big celebration. I just, it, I would have those installed at every tournament. It. Yeah. It, it was amazing. Um, so what I was talking about about DLC is like, there's always DLC that change how, this, how the game is played. But the DLC, or I guess it's not really DLC, just the new characters in multiverses so far have kind of sucked. Like, yeah. Giant is still running the game. Like, Giant still has a crazy win rate. But LeBron and Morty both have 40% win rates. Taz is like 45. Oh, wait, like, where can you look this up? Uh, it's on tracker.gg. You can look oh, up all cool. the things. Um, and and Finn is also very low because Finn started out very strong and people were complaining about him. And then he, yeah. he's like 45 too. But the reason that I bring it up is because I spent like a week on both those characters. And it is a, I got to be honest, like after playing Bugs and Velma, it's a miserable experience. And yeah. I don't I, I'm wondering what their strategy is going forward, because like I get they don't want to put out a crazy strong character and turn people off in a free to play game. But like 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If they keep releasing new characters that are exciting and everybody wants to play and they come out and then they just don't feel good. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to hurt them long term. I don't know. It's I, I've been thinking about that a lot. You know, I mean, what the league method is release them overpowered and then tone them down over time. Exactly. Because yeah. also the player base is going to be the worst they'll ever be with this character at large. Right. At right. Release. Yeah, that's true. So I think you can kind of afford to make them a little too good. And because then, you know, like if you if they stayed good for years, say like Bayonetta and Smash 4, Minecraft Steve, sure. you know, then people develop the skills for that character in that current patch and make them abhorrently broken. Sure. But like, you remember when Bayonetta first got nerfed, people thought she was like 11th, 12th best in oh, the yeah, game. Oh yeah, they thought she was gone. She was like, yeah. this character isn't relevant anymore. And then they just changed up their timings. Yeah. And then uh, Steve never really got nerfed. But, uh, you know, when he came out, several people said mid-tier. Some even said low-tier. I remember the uh, the Izaw video. He still gets shit yeah. for that. Yeah, where he said he worst removed character it in the, the game. other day, actually. Oh, did he? he got rid yeah, of a the- couple <laughs> weeks ago. The art Steve is a low tier video is taken down now. Oh no, that poor guy. He just got railed on that. Yeah, I I thought he was a mid tier. I thought they were gonna adapt to, like counterplay and stuff, and then <laughs> I think the issue with Steve is like he's so creative, bro. I'll he's I'll be honest. Creative. I was on the Steve train from day one. I said a yep. character like this can't be bad. And I said, I have no idea what to do. Give it a couple of years. This character's going to be insane. And I was sure. right. I was, <laughs> that was a soul read that I was like, I know this is true. It, did you give any credence to the fact that like, there's a bunch of new players and like young kids that are going to push this fucking meta. You know what I mean? No, like, he no had, I didn't even think about that. I thought it was going to be like DeBuzz or ESAM kind of pick it up, you know? Ah, sure, sure, sure. I'm sure like, of course there's going to be new players. Like, you know, uh, Riddles explodes on the scene with DLC characters, right? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always going to be a few of those. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I don't know. When I when I think about multiverses, it's like, I guess it's because LeBron and Morty were both hard characters too. They're both pretty yeah. hard to play or at least require like a good understanding of the game. Um, but playing Morty with random people is one of the worst experiences of my life. I just, mm. I'm waiting for Marvin the Martian and I hope he's easy. Like, I just, I, I can't deal with these hard characters anymore. I, I saw this one exploit of, it was just like, I don't remember what I was doing it. I I opened like the community tab for multiverses on Steam just out of sheer curiosity. <laughs> sure. And someone posted a guide with Morty how to kill, how to win a CPU game by taking zero damage. And I was like... Okay. okay, I'll look at this. And apparently, if you just go to the side of the blast zone and just spawn the UFO, um, the like, CPUs will just run over and go to the left side of the UFO and it kills them. <laughs> and so I was like, huh, I want to try this. And um, I, I queued up for a bot game. I fucked it up. I didn't do it right. And I SD'd. And then I tried to queue up for another one. And then I just found the CPU or 
on the UFO and this CPU Shaggy was just staring at me and they just ran over and side beat me and killed me at zero. And then I tried it again and then the same thing happened. And then I realized <laughs> I didn't queue up for a bot game. <laughs> <laughs> this guy with TTV and his username was just watching me <laughs> and definitely popped off on stream. <laughs> wait, wait, was your name? You know way your name was Alpharad. Yeah, you know, right? my name's Alpharad here. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> You're definitely going on YouTube, bro. You're going in a Kai Lake competition. No, no, that's oh so fine. God. I'll hold that L. I just Steam <laughs> Community Tab get the best of me. But yeah, I was no, wondering I do agree. where that story was going. I was like, it's a CPU. What's it? What? What could be different here? That's so funny. That's good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like. I think Superman's funny just because it. It's just utterly disgusting. Like the lower damage yeah. you take. I think you deal more damage per stock in this game compared to Smash Bros, but still, like, the average Superman stock, you can kill people, like, 20 to 30. You can grab them at zero, and they can die. Yeah. The the game is very high base knockback, I think, at least comparatively, like, yeah. not, in, in terms of, like, the stages. Uh, it is hard to kill people a lot of the time, but I don't know. I like the flow of the game. Um, I, Like I said, I, I feel like playing the hard characters have... have taken off a lot of the rose tinted glasses for me i was having a lot more fun li li before but now i just keep fighting bugs and i'm miserable yeah. so multiverses does one thing really well that's uh most fighting games struggle with uh the nature of it being 2v2 means you always have someone to blame besides you oh yeah and that comes off like a joke but it's very true like why are games like league of legends valorant so addicting and good it's because it can never be your fault like subconsciously and even like, if it's like a friend that you're playing with, you can like even if you're like if you neither of you want to blame the other, you could be like, oh my god, they're team comp. Oh, they're they're abusing yeah. the busted stuff. They're blah blah blah. Which like in a one v one, you can do that, but it feels hollow deep down. I think even it then does. you're like, well, I could have picked that. You know what I mean? Like because in a one v one, it's just kind of like, well, it's up to me and me alone to overcome it. Right. But in a two v two, it's like, oh, my friend picked Morty. You know, I, I want him. He he's having fun playing Morty. I, if we lose, OK, whatever. And yeah, it's in like, the back of your head, you know, you know when you're carrying. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that it, it does very well with that. And I don't know. I worry if the 2v2 aspect is going to like hamstring it long term. You know what I mean? Do you think people yeah. are going to be interested in the 2v2 as much? I, don't uh, know. I think yes, because I mean, 2v2 sports have definitely done well before. I mean, Brawlhalla even has like a 1v1 world champ and a 2v2 world champ, you know? Sure. Uh, I think like the, the biggest thing that I'm interested to see is how static teams become. Because sure. like in Smash Bros, uh, there's really no team loyalty, you know? Right. There's like maybe three teams of people who consistently team together and they're not even like every tournament consistent. Right. Yeah. So I really do wonder how um, how that's going to look long term, because like I, I off the top of my head, you know, in Smash, you always had Void and a cat. Uh, Light Sam and VD, Light and yeah. Mars. And that's that's really it for the consistent yeah. teams that were like in top eights, every bracket like right. dark Wizzy was great at doubles, but he would just play with anyone. And I remember elegant winning. You're doing well at a lot of teams things too, but like he didn't, yeah. I don't think he was static with anybody right now. Louis money and send team a lot. Oh yeah. Um, so like there, there, there is stuff, but like, you're right. It's not nearly as common. 
Mm-hmm. Do, were you around or did you see there was an era, I think it was a melee thing, where they really tried to push like a team's circuit kind of thing? Like, and I think, I think, yeah, I think it was off the, I don't remember what it was called, uh, but I think it was off the back of like the Pew Pew U and SFAT stuff because those yeah. two were like super static and, you know, best friends. It was, whatever. Those were interesting because they were like, um, like they were good players, but they weren't, neither of them were in that upper echelon, but exactly. they would still consistently get like top three at doubles tournaments. They just had really good synergy. Right. And Armada and his brother, Android, like they were doing, yeah. they were always te- like, I remember there was a big doubles like push and I just feel like the interest wasn't there. And yeah. part of me is wondering if that's going to be like, in my head, it makes sense because then you mm-hmm. get to talk about the team dynamic. Like you, you get the drama of like, well, you know, Nakat's on Wonder Woman who's too honest of a character. Is he going to pick up somebody stronger to to help out Void? Or You know what I mean? It's like yeah. if Wonder Woman gets nerfed and he has to do something, will he do it? I think there's a lot more drama when it comes to twos. Um, yeah, character switches have so much more depth at that point because, you know, yeah, like exactly. you switch off when you're down two games, like who cares? But now you're affecting your teammate as well and that synergy that they might have. Yeah, and now it's like two people's worth of preparation you have to consider. Yeah, I think like the other thing about two v twos is that if you don't play the game like that much, it's very hard to follow. It's just oh my it's not god, even yeah, <laughs> two times more chaotic. It's like three or four times more chaotic when you it's have a mess. Yeah, it's so difficult. I was uh, I like I I hate one v ones. One v one is a is a is I think a terrible way to play the game. It's just constant dodging. I don't it's think the 1v1 fun. is good here either. Yeah, I think it's terrible, but I think it's very good for learning how things operate. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, I played a lot of 1v1 at the start, and then exactly. I got it, and then I was like, never again. Yeah, yeah, you, you could play 1v1 to like learn how the game functions at like a base level for like an hour or two, and then just hop in twos and never look back, because 1v1 is just miserable it's so easy to just run away like they don't have systems in place for the 1v1 experience and that's fine that's clearly mm-hmm. not what they want but i don't know i just worry if it's gonna like hamstring it long term but i don't think they really care they're clearly not balancing around it so yeah some 1v1 characters are like way stronger in that regard but i'm really enjoying it i've been playing it nonstop, uh and and they're they've got big plans and i was wondering so did you you saw all this like Warner Brothers Discovery merger stuff, right? Yeah, I was worried too. It gave me uh because like Warner Brothers has been canning a lot of IP ever since that merger happened. Right. And then season one of multiverses got delayed and who was I worried? But <laughs> they, they did confirm it's completely unrelated to how they function. And Do you think that's true though? I I don't know, is a thing like they seem optimistic and yeah. I would like to compare it to PMDT, right? Sure. Uh, when did you find out that PM was shutting down? BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
I think I got a message from somebody on the dev team the day of. Like, I heard whispers before. Like, you know, yeah. people were talking about it, but I think Of course, the day it's of, everyone talked about it before it happened. Exactly, yeah. I don't remember, but I didn't know how serious it was. And I think the Same. day of... I got like a Twitter DM from a friend of mine that was like, yeah, today's the day at like one o'clock or something. I could be wrong, but yeah, I remember it was that night because I was at a PM weekly when it happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, we all all the me and all the boys went out and ate some sad Whataburger after that. <laughs> That's so sad. Everybody yeah. just at the Whataburger crying into their 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 buns. Oh, that's tragic. Yeah. It was sad. Um, I remember that day pretty vividly. But yeah, it's just like. I found out with the announcement and everything. Sure. Um, but before that, uh, the T-Lock 1K I attended, and I remember like that's when Lunchables found out about PMDT shutting down, and he won mm. the tournament, and he was like, what a hollow victory it was. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. Because he was so, like a, he was good at PM. He was like a top guy. He was guy. good, yeah. And yeah, so then after that, he... I, I kind of saw that and you would see like vague sad tweets coming from all of PMDT. So it's kind of like there yeah. was the writing on the wall and that the day that season one got delayed, all the tweets were like, I'm sorry. I wish we could have done better. Uh, I We disappointed everyone. We really tried hard. And I'm just like, yeah. this is giving me deja vu of PM <laughs> shutting down. So that's why I got worried. <laughs> it wasn't just the merger. It was how disappointed everyone was with what happened. It made me just think like, I've seen this one before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a rerun. Like yeah. I, I know this plot. Yeah. I, I part of me feels like because they said it doesn't affect them directly, which I think is technically true. Yeah. But part of me feels like that's a like player first games thing. So like player first games is licensing these characters, right? It's not yeah. like they own the characters. So yeah, it doesn't affect them making the game, but it might affect them acquiring characters. Like maybe Warner Brothers is like, no, you can't have Daenerys. No, you can't have Jon Snow. You can have Wayne Knight from Space Jam or Bill Murray from Space. You know what I mean? Like characters yeah. that nobody gives a shit about. It's like I think the other thing was I have a couple of friends who are like data miners. Yeah. And they were telling me that because, uh, you know, long, long ago, Gandalf was leaked yeah. for the game. Nothing about Gandalf now. Yep. And when Morty came out, uh, they found Gandalf files in, well, well in the game. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's because Morty's UFO move was apparently Gandalf's up special, but with an eagle. So they found the assets <laughs> for that. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> now people are wondering, like, is are they just borrowing a similar move or did Gandalf truly get scrapped and they're just like reusing moves here and there? Dude, I could see Morty just being Gandalf because like that gun. They, they that said that's the snakes. only move. Oh, OK. Never mind. I was going to say he could mm -hmm. just like I could see the move like. I, I could just see all the projectiles and the blasts and stuff. Those are just arcane magic. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, of course. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've seen huge lists of who's been mined and who's been... And I, I think that kind of sucks. I feel bad for, for them because, like, there's no way you can put a cap on it. And Yeah, I mean, the real way is to just have entirely different bills from development to publishing because Smash got really good at that. Right. Smash got really good of not leaving anything in the files. 
honestly, I can't believe they got so good at it so late. Like, nobody yeah. expected some of those later characters. Nobody would have ever known. No, I think the worst example of it is before the Nintendo Direct was even announced, they pushed an update on the servers. It was like meant to be where you couldn't download it yet, but it was like they're ready and waiting. <laughs> and I don't, you know, I don't know how this arcane magic here, here works, but someone got the update anyways. And there was like, oh, hey, cool. They're announcing Roy, Lucas, and Ryu from Street oh, Fighter yeah. soon. Which that is a massive drop. Three right. characters in one. Yeah, and and not only that, but two characters that are coming back, and then a brand new one. That was huge, dude. Like uh, Ryu was one of the most wanted characters for so long, and they just accidentally dropped it. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, that I think that one because that would have been huge going into that trailer blind. Do you uh, do you remember the the Belmont one? That one was very pitiful. Yeah, YouTube, uh, basically, Nintendo uploaded a Castlevania remix on their YouTube of, like, a song. It was, like, Bloody Tears or something. Yeah, they uploaded like, Bloody Tears, but it was set to be, like, I don't know. It was, like, We Play Plaza music or something like that. <laughs> that was the title of it, but then it was just guitar shredding Bloody Tears. <laughs> Honestly, if anybody else did that, I would think it was intentional. I was like, oh, my God, what a cool Easter egg. What a cool yeah. way to reveal something. But no, they didn't want that. Yeah. And then, I mean, Richter was a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't expect Richter. I always expected Simon. And now that's who everybody's playing. <laughs> they announced I, K. Rule later that night, that same trailer. Right. And now I was think new. that was when they had, I think it was Richter, Simon, if I'm correct. That was the big reveal with uh, Dark Samus, Krom, and K. Rule. They announced like five characters that direct. Damn, really? Yeah. God, we were spoiled. Well, I mean, they put like eight total new characters in Ultimate, and then they put five in one direct, and everyone was like, oh shit, we're getting a lot of characters. And, and then they were it. like, no, yeah, that was it. They gave Daisy. Us, <laughs> they gave us uh, Incineroar and Isabel and Ken. After that, yeah, they kind of front loaded it. Yeah, bro. Okay, so uh, hear me out. E3 2018. Uh, -huh. uh, we know Smash Ultimate's getting announced, and I make a tweet, I post a picture of Daisy Ridley, and <laughs> I say two characters who will never be in Smash. It was kind of funny, kind of clever. Yeah, um, I posted it the morning of the E3 reveal. Uh, and that shit got quote retweeted to Helen back because those were the only two characters revealed <laughs> in that direct. Like an hour later. Like yeah. a, it was the same day. You just got blown the fuck out. The, just I've, those only two characters. I've never seen a tweet age that poorly before. <laughs> so fast. Like if it was Daisy Ridley and then like Waluigi, it would have been like a lot less bad. It wouldn't have been as funny. It was the only two characters announced. Yeah. If they put like Ken in there, it would be like, all right, well, that's funny, I guess. But no, yeah. it had to be those two. Yeah. It was a good time. I, I I feel like I don't feel the same kind of magic with multiverses characters, like, but I feel no. like it is because we know who's coming. I, I, I don't like if they really blindside us, maybe, but I feel like the I, most blindsided you could have been is LeBron James. 
I mean, like, if they do Walter White now, I guess that's what everybody yeah, wants, right? But I think it's all about like the gravitas of it, right? It's it's about like how you decorate the reveals because, I mean, they don't. It just feels like the reveals don't matter to them. Like, right? They put oh what, god, yeah. They put Adam and Gizmo on the splash art for uh, season one, and yep. those were that's how they reveal two characters. It's just oh cool. I guess those will come soon. It's just Smash had like anticipation. It had trailers that were going to be announced and also just trailers made. Yeah. Like if they wanted to, they could get people excited. Like imagine the Space Jam trailer for LeBron James and it like, oh, it looks like it's going to be like, it could be any of these fighters. You know, it could be Lola Bunny. It could be Marvin the Martian. And then like they're all trying to like dunk and they all miss. And then LeBron James comes and slams it down and it reveals yeah. LeBron James. Like it's about the presentation, you know, and they just don't really have that with characters. I mean, when they announced season one, they just said, oh, Rick and Morty are coming soon. And it's like, oh, cool. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Yeah, I, I, I think they're in a weird spot because like they said, Rick, like if you announce Morty, you're going to get Rick out there soon, which hamstrings you because then it's like, well, I've got, you know the next character too, so that's like six months, right? I mean, they could just they, do a double reveal, you know? They could have yeah. a trailer. But they should put them out at the same time, I guess is what I'm saying, because now it's like, yeah. we know that Rick is coming next, and it's like, we have to wait a couple months to get a character that we know is coming, and then Black Adam, and then Stripe, and it's like, it's, we know Yeah, we so know many. like the next six months of characters. Yeah, and I feel like that's less interesting than if something just drops No, I agree. And also, they don't do anything about... I, I, Dude, the marketing is so weird. When you log into the game, it does nothing to tell you that like these new characters are out. Wonder Woman is still standing at the front, <laughs> just like yeah. waiting for you to play. It's very strange. It's, it's bizarre, for sure. And I think, like, Smash, when you boot up the game, it has, like, a whole splash screen, you know? Like, this yeah. character has been unlocked. And just something like that goes so far. Yeah. You don't it's, realize it until it's not there, I think. Yeah. Also, uh, they release characters pretty quick. Like, I feel like since the open beta, they've dropped, like, what, Iron Giant, uh, Taz, LeBron. I think. I think Taz was a little before. It was, like, right before. Okay. Yeah. But I think uh, it was Iron Giant, LeBron into Morty, yeah. and now Rick soon. Like, that's a lot of characters in just two two months, really. So... As I see it, like everyone's like, how are they doing this? And it's not as simple as like Warner Brothers money. It's that you are completely undervaluing how much goes into a Smash character. Oh my God. Yeah. Like there's so, so one, many intricacies, voice acting, uh, sound effects, all that stuff. But just think about like the sheer amount of animations alone. Right. Because one, if they don't have grabs in the game, that frees up a lot of development time because every character has an animation for every single grab in the game. <laughs> like, they have to troubleshoot and make sure they respond well to every single grab in the game. Yeah. And then, 
think about like they have different animations depending on which item they're holding. Oh my god, yeah, that's true. Yes, some characters have different dash attacks when they're holding an item. Uh, you have to handle all like the ledge mechanics, jump, roll, neutral, get up, get up, attack, all that. Ledge, uh, like just hanging off the wall too, because there's yeah. a lot of wall slides. And then you have a uh, knockdown in Smash, which you have to animate all those tech rolls, ah, and the techs, sure. the just the knockdown state. You know, there's two get up attacks when you're in knockdown, depending if you fall on your front or your back. You know, that's a small little detail that yeah. goes a long way. It, it, there's so many pieces to it that people don't realize. And, and for them to put stuff out at this pace is kind of crazy. And it makes me wonder how much they're sitting on. Because there's no yeah. way they're not sitting on probably like 10 characters that they've just That's kind of how I feel. I mean, I think the true DLC method for like the industry as it stands is just to make a bunch of shit in your development time and then roll it out as if it's DLC. Right. Yeah. It's just added content later. I mean, I, I feel like Strikers come did that. I mean, all the Mario sports things are doing that. They finally released Daisy and Strikers when everybody stopped playing it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they understand why it works for other people, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Nintendo is uh, quite as savvy in that regard. It, but Sakurai like, is, but, you know. If you put, like, it's not like Daisy is like, oh, let's see her moveset in soccer. <laughs> How sassy is she going to be? Oh, she's so she's so catty. Oh, cool. No, nobody cares about that. Yeah, it's it's but like, you know, with Smash, like people were like, you know, I'll boot up Smash for the first time in six months to play Minecraft. Steve, people said that. Yeah. I I wonder how they're going to deal because mm -hmm. they've said and, and I don't want to like, you know, these are leaks, whatever. I don't want to. Yeah. Like, I'm not also, if I can real quick. Yeah, 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 I went to a casual friend's house recently um, and his he had all the characters unlocked. And then when it came to DLC, he had Piranha Plant, Joker, Sephiroth, Steve. That was it. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Like individually buying characters isn't even a thing that I think about. Uh huh. That's so bizarre. So you you just he just doesn't own Aegis. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't own Pyramidra. Doesn't own banjo god that's so weird i just yes. assumed everybody just paid for the pass always yeah but it's just interesting they're like why would they pay for characters they don't know no it makes sense that's crazy yeah but uh, it, i just thought it was funny just seeing steve alone down there <laughs> just in a line by himself just lonely <laughs> i uh i i wonder and again this is leaks and i don't want to like you know I, yeah. i'm not trying to spoil anything for anybody so apparently they were working on Harry Potter and Ron Weasley. Now, yeah. do you release them? I don't know if you release them. I, I think I think you do. You think so? I mean, they're I huge, right? Th they're huge. It brings a lot of pull. And it's like, I don't like being the person to say to separate the art from the artist. Sure. But in this scenario, I mean, I feel like the online social storm is going to exist entirely online. 100%, right? yeah. Like, people are going to be outraged, you know, and I'm not saying they're wrong for that, but it's like, what, you're right in that these characters are huge, like, cultural milestones. They're landmarks, like, it's like. If we put in, whenever we put in Sora from Kingdom Hearts, nobody was talking about Walt Disney's politics, you know, like. Sure. To, I mean, I know it's it'd be more fitting if it was like Mickey or something like that, but yeah, I just yeah. feel like. 
The IP of Harry Potter mentally for me is so detached from J.K. Rowling. Sure. Yeah, I, I think it's such a, such a, I don't know. It's an important cultural sort of piece of history, especially for millennials. Mm -hmm. And But then again, like, I also wonder, I don't know, man. Who are these characters for? They added Stripe from fucking Gremlins. What the fuck? Yeah. Why? Huh? I've, I watched Gremlins like three years ago with Mal, both of the movies. I'm like, these are good, but like, they're late I, 80s. I heard that it's Gizmo into Stripe. Oh really? So stripes. Yeah. So gizmos first. Okay. It's a it's a form change. What? No, they're the they're the same character. That that's what I heard. Huh? How would that work? Because in the movie they're totally okay. So in the movie, stripe is born from gizmo because the whole point is like you can't get them wet. So if yeah, you get yeah, a gremlin yeah, wet, he splits off. So like stripe comes out of gizmo. So that might make sense, but how does he go back to Gizmo? I mean, it doesn't have to make sense, you know. I guess so. Yeah, I'm. I'm just wondering if this is like a like a sheet yeah. I'm Zelda. sorry for the the Gremlin purist out there. <laughs> <laughs> All you Gremlin fans, fans of the Mogwai. Yeah, uh, I, I'm wondering. Like, okay, maybe this is like the first Sheik Zelda kind of yeah, deal. Maybe you know? that's kind of neat. Okay, I I, I think it's but cool yeah, that I'm they're releasing you. so many like pairs of characters you know like they clearly want to do mm -hmm. that so you know who i'm shocked about no animaniacs yeah yeah i feel like they that's have like, like a, a quintessential thing. warner brothers yeah character. their show came out like a little bit ago too I, I i wonder if it's going to become a marketing machine it's just like whatever has a new show they try to tie yeah. it in maybe they miss the boat but i don't know I, but it's just like if they're putting in Gizmo, they can put in Animaniacs regardless <laughs> of the new show. Yeah, they I live would think in the so. Warner Brothers tower. They literally are the Warner Brothers and, and Warner sister. sister. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm but, shocked. Um, yeah, I'm I'm shocked that we haven't seen anything from them. Uh, our producer is saying there's no Warner <laughs> Brothers Frog, Michigan, Michigan. That's true. He's an no, item. Yeah, you know, he's correct. I think, I think he's an item. I think he dances around on the stage and kicks you. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think he's a. I don't think. Oh, hold on. My my. Oh, wait a minute. My uh, my my producer is also telling me wetness duplicates them, and then feeding them after midnight is what causes the transformation. Oh, That's okay. what it is. You feed them to make them evil, and if you get them wet, they 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 turn into a billion of them. So, okay. what if the character is different depending on the time you're playing? Oh my god! So like <laughs> an Animal Crossing me. thing. <laughs> Whenever uh, Garfield got announced for uh, Nick All Star Brawl, there was a fake rumor that you couldn't play him on Mondays. <laughs> and I wish they committed to that. It would have been so pointless but funny. I would have loved to just see like in the spot where Garfield's render is. It's just him in his little cat box sleeping. Just and asleep, you try to yeah. select him, and he can't. He just can't. Uh, he can't be bothered. I, uh, People dude, wouldn't I, host weeklies on Mondays. <laughs> I speaking of Nickelodeon, man. I I don't know. Maybe it's not fair to draw direct comparisons, but I feel bad for that game because I loved that game, and I feel like so many people shit on it. I and, I feel bad because I'm not trying to shit on it, and like I'm not gonna compare it to multiverses outside of the obvious of right. It's not on the dev team, right? 
Like, it's not Ludosity. Luda Ludosity worked on Nick Alsar Brawl. Player First works on Multiverses. Right. But the main difference is none, none of it falls on the talent of the developers or anything. It's just that Warner Brothers let Multiverses get away with more, gave them more time, and gave them more budget. Right. It's so much less oversight and, like, micromanaging. Yeah. And it's kind of shocking to me that Nintendo or Nickelodeon was so much more protective of their IP yeah. than Warner Brothers would be. But maybe that's a kid's thing because like Nickelodeon is ultimately mm -hmm. a kid's network. I I had a yeah. similar fear because I knew the skins, like the alternate costumes and Nick All-Star Brawl, they were told that they couldn't put anything that wasn't canon in the game. So they couldn't put like purple SpongeBob or something, you know? Mm hmm. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I thought, huh, okay, that, that sucks. Cause you know, all the mirror matches look exactly the same. And you know, like the SpongeBob skin is him wearing like the long name Jensen. He was number one hat. Yeah. Right. And it's just, it still doesn't really fix the problem that all the characters look alike. Right. And across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Then I saw all the alternate costumes in Multiverses and I thought, oh, okay, they're probably going through the same thing. But sure. then I realized in the settings, it's not that you change your color on screen. It's that you're always default and you can change the color of any of your opponents to separate them. And like, I want to say like, that is also a legal thing that they had to clear up with every single IP that they're going to be misrepresenting their character based on what's canon. And I think yeah. that honestly, multiverses is an insanity because video game legal is a lot less tight than uh, Warner Brothers IPs are. Yeah, no question. It's 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 weird that like I don't think people are really they're not hip to the fact that like presenting blue Superman is yeah. a big deal. Like that's that's like him in a different kind of outfit. You need mm -hmm. some kind of approval for that. And and you had to do that for every color, right? There's mag colors yeah. in the game, orange, purple, you know, you could make it anything. And some IP com some companies are going to be very protective of their IP and they're like no Superman always the blue outfit with the red S uh, mm -hmm. it's kind of a big deal you know there is a because I did a few sponsored videos with multiverses uh, as a multiverses partner as you know ah yes of course a multiverses partner yes but the, the th I r ran into a lot of uh, you know I don't want to talk shit on a sponsor that just gave me some good money but I will say Working with Warner Brothers legal team is is a hassle. Sure. Um, in the second video, this is kind of funny. Um, my friend Blue and I, we were playing and we ran into a Jake main named I Hate Women 1. Oh, and, yeah. You, you told us this story before. In, oh, yeah, on yeah, the last yeah. We were riffing episode. on it and then yeah, yeah. they made me remove parts of it and whatever. If I told the last uh, last episode, whatever. But then in the third video... Their legal team uh, got a lot stricter. And I feel like some creator ah. fucked it up 
in between the second and third video for me. Not me, <laughs> but someone else did. And it caused Warner Brothers Legal to be a much more on it because they were strict. And, you know, I, I made a joke in the intro and they're like, this, no, remove that. Haha, <laughs> funny. Yeah. And I go, okay. Um, they had like a lot of like few changes here and there and whatever. That's fine. But I had Void and cat in this video. I was playing a first to 10 against the best, the Evo champs. Yeah. And they made me get like written permission from Void and Nakat that I can use their likeness and their stream footage in this video. Oh, damn. Yeah. They're being careful, careful. They're being careful. Cause like, you know, I mean, I get it because if not, that comes back and bites them. Right. Uh, I had stock photos in this video and they made me remove those. So I put text instead. <laughs> and uh, then at the end, so they approved the video. It went live and they said, it's been live for like 26 hours at this point. And they say, hey, uh, we forgot to put a call to action at the end of the video and Warner Brothers oh. Legal is pretty strict. Can you take the video down, fix this and re-upload it? <laughs> and... And, you know, my agent is stepping in saying, like, no, because that kills, like, it's going to perform horribly. Yeah. If it's like, the same uh, video you're re-uploading that everybody's already seen, that's yeah. not, yeah. I was like, this is a very minimal thing. You know, we can all agree it's not going to change anything to put a, um, it wasn't even a call to action. They just wanted me to remind people that the video was sponsored. Yeah. And that was like, there are several disclaimers all throughout that video. But and they to remind like, okay. people that you are a multiverse's partner, as exactly. you are a multiverse's partner. Yeah. Yeah. So then they just we you know they kind of went back and forth. They made this request at like six p.m. on a Friday, which means we're not going to hear back from them until Monday. Oh. So dude. my agent just starts going and calling them because I was like, this is a little insane. And then they were like, yeah, we just don't want Warner Brothers to see this and see that we they're going to be upset that that last uh, demand isn't met. So. um, can you take the video re-upload it? My agent goes, no, we'll take it down if that's what you want, but we're not re-uploading it unless you pay us. Like, we'll, we, he'd rather do a different video with an, a different, with an additional fee right. than to upload the same video twice. And then they go, okay, you can just take it down. We'll pay you in full. Damn. Which is cool for me, you know, one less sponsored video on the channel, but it's just like, ah, that's the multiverse video I worked hard on. Yeah. We commissioned art for that thumbnail. And then it's like, I, I don't know, man. It was—it was just weird to me. Yeah, that's bizarre. What a weird <laughs> road to choose. I guess they had to legally, but that's still. Yeah, like, it's just no. It wasn't even legally. It was a fear of of a legal. A fear of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like yeah. they got a notice for it. They just didn't want to notice. Yeah, no, that's yeah. True. So it's like super minimal that it would even happen, and also the several disclaimers were already in the video. I'm just, I'm just really shocked that they made me take that video down. Yeah. I I, uh, I I had a experience recently. I did a sponsor video for Rumble versus, um, yeah, which was is a very fun game. But I recorded it the night before I went to Jamaica, and it was like at midnight, and it was supposed to be an hour of recording. It ended up being two and a half hours because the game kept crashing on loading into a server, and there were a lot of server issues. I was getting pissed off, so the video mood is a little dour. I think, unfortunately, I'm not. I wasn't very good at like. I don't know, yeah. hiding it. I was kind of annoyed. But the game itself is very fun. But the reason I bring it up is because, like, I record the video, I do everything, and then I'm all out, I'm in Jamaica the next day. And I get a, a call from Vince, who's my YouTube guy. He's like, hey, 
they need something. I'm like, what? Turns out I did not say the game was free to play at any point. And I'm like, yeah, shit. Okay, I forgot a line. So I recorded from a beachside cabana in Montego <laughs> Bay. I was like, hey, guys, did I mention this game is free to play? No, I did not, because I have to do it here on vacation. And I'm not trying to say it too loud because people were trying to relax and I look like a fucking schmuck here on my phone talking about a video game. Enjoy this free to play game. And I send that along. We build it into the video. We send it for review. And then they write back to us. Oh, you did say it was free to play. My bad. You already said that. Thanks anyway. <laughs> Upload now. I'm like, all right, man. Thanks. Okay. So I don't know which of these is worse. I don't know if you want like crazy draconian legal oversight or just like, pfft, who cares? I don't, who gives a shit? Just say this stuff, I think. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Which I one's mean, worse? From all the sponsors I've worked with, it's like the ones I like the most are the ones who get it. You know, I right. think yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of the sponsors, like they have like a bullet point of things they want you to address. Yeah. And I don't think like for games and stuff like that, I think all you really need to tell the people is how much does it cost and what consoles is it on? Anyways, let me just show you the rest. I think sure. that is much more appealing than going through a list and just recycling all this regurgitated information and there, then it goes a step further on like the creative side of like i've definitely had sponsors interject like i wish you said this like this or this like this blah 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 mm. and it's just like that's me that's my style that's what you're paying for right like, i'm a i'm a bit sarcastic of a personality and i get that but you have to also get that too if you're paying me to shill your product because if I can be a little mean about your product, with all due respect, yes, it's just gonna people are gonna receive it much better than saying, "Hey guys, today's video is sponsored by," you know, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's always the risk for them that you being mean to the product becomes a yeah. meme, and then it's like that's the meme of being shitty to X product. Like, yeah, becomes... I'm not mean, right? It's just sarcastic. No, 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 yeah. Like, but you don't, you don't know how the fan base yeah. responds, right? Like, fan bases yeah. are always like... Like, if, the if multiverses I... partner became a meme. Exactly. But that, but that's but, uh, good. The good kind. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. As opposed to, like, if you said multiverses is like Smash, but different, and then that becomes, like, the meme, then yeah. the meme is comparing them to a different IP entirely, which sucks for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I yeah. get it. I understand what they're doing, but I, uh, I I have a sponsor coming up, and I did this before. It's a company that, like, I, I, I got to remember, like, I got to go back and look at the, the briefing to figure out exactly what it is. But it's about climate change and, like— okay. Yeah, it's about, like, being able to donate specifically to certain endeavors, like cleaning up oceans or, you know, uh, like, nature habitats or whatever. And, like... BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What the fuck are they doing on my videos? I have no environmental slant. I'm shitposting about Nintendo characters. But 
this is my third time working with them. And I'm like, okay. And they, and I've talked to them. I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to like be weird about this, this activation. Cause this is not like my audience is not especially, uh, what's the word? Um, mindful of, mm -hmm. of the earth's, uh, you know, impending doom. They're like, yeah, do whatever you want. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, it's always it's those that like just they have to trust you enough to deliver to your audience because like, right, I think it's weird because sometimes you have sponsors who really try and like pitch the video idea. Like, oh, I uh, hate that. Oh, my God. I hate yeah. those because they're never good. I oh. had one sponsor uh, who scripted an entire video for me and a friend to be in. And... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. say who they are? You can't, right? I, I'm just uh, so curious. It was Deanna. Okay. Yeah, so it's just me. Oh and no, her. I, I meant was like, who the who who the oh, sponsor is, but you don't. Uh, wanna, no, because that video's still in the works. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I think you'll piece it together if you see a video of us. But sure. Um, like yeah, it was it was just strange because you know they sent us that and then. I guess they just said they're not used to people working off the cuff. And I'm like, that's everyone in this industry. Right. But um, yeah, so whatever. They gave me creative freedom. They just asked I'd follow the skeleton roughly. And I'm like, yeah, I can work with that. Like bullet points and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I'll read FTC things word for word. Sure. But let me uh, do my creative thing. Have you it's ever done sometimes... raid? Yeah, I've done raid. Okay, so here's the little secret. Uh, not to get like, you know, I hope this doesn't come off as like xenophobic or something, but I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I never work with Eastern sponsors. Okay. Um, because the, I, see, here's the thing. I understand what you're saying, but I'm going to yeah. give you the opportunity to Thank explain you. what you're Thank saying. You. Here you go. I'm giving you the floor. Here you go. Uh, content creation is culturally different in the East. whereas they when someone can buy an ad slot in the east it's very similar to buying a slot on tv for a commercial or something you know you are a hired talent to read from a script and that's how it works but you can see in content in the west it's it's a lot looser cuz right. now imagine if you could see tell that i'm reading an entirely different script, def different from my lexicon, different cadence, different verbiage. Like it's, it's, you would notice, right? So, yeah, right away. And I'm sure what you're about to tell me about Raid, which is the exact same thing I experienced, <laughs> you, you got redlined because you didn't read a line word for word. I, I actually did the opposite. I did read it word for word because I expected that. That's gotcha. what I, that's what 100% what I was thinking because I've had, Eastern sponsors before for that reason. And what I do is I just turn it into, and I think most YouTubers do this, where if it is a total script, that becomes the bit where it's, yeah. it, 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 you are, you are boilerplating. Um, I, I told the story on this podcast before how they asked for a two minute, uh, ad once, <laughs> or I think 60 seconds. Yeah. And my editor gave me a six minute ad and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And it, and it would have been kind of funny, but like, I, I'm fine with it, but I also don't have as much at stake or as much to lose. I think like, I think when you're as big as you are or other YouTubers, it's like you, you really do have to think of the audience first. You have to think about like 
how that'll impact, you know, people watching your stuff or like if you can be fully on a script. I think mm-hmm. for me, I'm such a small size that like if I'm doing that shit, people will be like, ah, okay, he's doing the bag thing and they'll skip, mm-hmm. which is fine, you know? Yeah, it's just for me, I just like not even to integrate it into the video fully. It's mm-hmm. just not being able to paraphrase just it just makes me mad if I can be honest. <laughs> I think that's really what it is. I think I'm just stubborn. And when I want to say words how I normally say them and then the brand says no, I think I just get irrationally angry. Sure. Yeah. I think that's really what it is if I can be 100% honest. <laughs> we got all the I way just, to the end of the podcast. And you're finally <laughs> opening up. That's what it comes down to. I just don't like being told what to do creatively. Yeah. I mean, that's why you got into this, right? Like, that was kind of like the whole thing is like you wanted to make it on your own. So that's funny. I I didn't work with uh, Warner Brothers directly for multiverses or anything like that. I I know that they've been very protective of like leaks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I feel I I didn't want to like contribute to that because I think they're doing their best. I know ResLived is on the dev team. I like that guy. Yeah, shout out to ResLived. Shout out to him. Yeah, I don't. It's just like, I always have to think twice about talking about these things on a podcast because it's like, uh, are they going to see this? And am I no longer going to get work from them? Yeah. Or is it like, can we all agree it's kind of funny? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I, I I like the product. We spent the first 30 minutes talking about how good the product is. Let me get away with this, please. Exactly. Yeah. Tony, we love you. Like, come on, Tony. Let us let us talk about multi. You had the first half of this podcast sponsored. All right. Yeah. And just hear me out. Up. We talk shit about Smash Bros. all the time. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, you see that new Sakurai <laughs> channel? Oh yeah, Sakurai's a YouTuber now. That's crazy. I did not realize how much of like the Smash uh presentational format was Sakurai and not Nintendo. Does that make sense? Like the way yeah. that he would do like the the like this is the character's moveset and this is how they work. I figured mm-hmm. that was like a Nintendo template. But when you watch the presentations, it's like that's Sakurai's baby. Like the yeah. white text underneath with the letterboxing and the like just yeah. the way it's presented is very distinct. I I think it's just really cool to see someone who has like you know, a career established in video games. And honestly, one of the most decorated careers of making one of the largest spinoff or crossover games of all time. Right. And then to sit and talk about like the philosophy behind it is so inherently interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a super huge fan of the channel, even if it's like, well, okay, I don't know about all the videos. I watched the frame rate video. He put one out yeah. three days ago. That it's literally just like, 60 FPS is good. 30 FPS is okay. Animation uses 24 in right. the video. Thank you for watching. Here's NTSC and Pal. And it's like, I he said that they would get very simple, but I'm like, who's watching this? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, come on, man. Like, I mean, he had one that was over like hit lag and smash and how it affects and how it transfers oh, over that was to a other good games. One. I like that. Yeah, I thought that one, that one was awesome. Yeah, I, and, and I think it's like these are pretty simple and like obvious concepts, but hearing them from somebody with experience, I think. Is yeah, really I mean, cool. he made a video talking about Kirby and the intro of that. And then his most recent one was it's like weighing risk reward in a video game. And I was like, that's that's a good topic. It's just yeah. someone who's super knowledgeable is is talking about these games. And I think that's really important. 
I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking at it right now on this. I'm probably going to watch it after, yeah. but it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we have a channel from somebody like this. Cause like you don't see mm-hmm. this level of transparency, you know what I mean? From like other no. game creators. Although I don't even know who would like Kojima. I, mean, <laughs> he can't I can't even that. think about anyone in any of these professions, like not just video games, but like how many industries have a Titan sitting at the top who's willing to disclose all this information through a YouTube video? Like, yeah, I can't in every pool I've ever been in from community to community. I've never seen something like this. That's not behind like a master class. Right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Did you, I've seen a bunch of videos. There are a bunch of like trends on the ninja, the streaming yeah. masterclass, which was so funny, by the way, that is uh, so, I, I know nothing about it. I just oh, know that really? it exists. It's extremely funny because like, okay, we're going a little long on the podcast, but I think this step is one play with Drake. This. Literally. That's literally what it is. Oh. He's like, yeah, you just want to like, it, he gives advice. That's either just really bad or really outdated. So like one of it is watch your chat at all times. And if somebody comes in, address them directly and say like, Hey, how's it going? How's your day? Which is like a terrible idea. Because if somebody's just jumping channels and then you you look at them and address them directly, you're probably going to turn them off. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that only worked back then. Like, I think that's the interesting thing about streaming is like, yeah, to get really big as a streamer specifically, I think as a YouTuber, it is a lot of luck because a lot of it is like getting picked up at the right time, getting picked up by the algo, having the right trends. But there are some things that also transcend at all times as a YouTuber. Good editing, good pacing, good script writing, storytelling, whatever. Yeah. I think for streaming, it's totally different. Like, mm-hmm. the Germans and the Northern Lions and, and people who just play video games, you can't do that now. You also can't do, like, I don't think you can really do the Ludwig thing, which is creating YouTube stuff and sending them over to Twitch. There's, like, it's constantly shifting and changing. So the Ninja yeah, Masterclass I mean, is just old. It's just outdated because, yeah. I mean, I even think about YouTube, like just one, the titling convention is so different and the thumbnails and like the whole thing is different because if you think about like the real dawn of gaming YouTube to me is not like machinima or anything. It's pretty mm-hmm. much like PewDiePie is kind sure. of how I see it. Amnesia. Yeah. It's mainly just episode one, episode two, right? It's just let's playing format, minimal editing. Yeah. And that used to work. And now, like, that that whole industry is dead. And, like, you have to see people like Game Grumps, you know, they're not putting the title, they're not putting the episode number in the video title anymore. It's it's different. Like, you can do the same format, but you have to adapt to the branding and the marketing. And it's so strange and different. And, yeah, that masterclass does sound outdated because, like, yeah, YouTube, Twitch, it's just, it's constantly changing. And... I mean, even I feel like I'm in this place where like I want to get with the wave and do what works. But like I still have this voice in the back of my head that's preaching me to do what I've been doing, you know, and right. it's like, how do I find that middle ground or is a, or is compromising the wrong answer? Do I just need to commit? You know, it's like such a constant back and forth of like, I don't know what the right answer is. Right. I think it's 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 a battle between like the trends are always going to change but your instincts are what got you there based on old yeah. information. And it's like, do you follow your instincts that were already right? Do you, it's just new generation shit. And like, I think when it comes to content, it's such acceler, it's accelerated at such a rate 
that it's mm-hmm. not like 10 years of a generation of trends and stuff. It's like a year or two. Like the fucking titles yeah. that were everybody was just like how I accidentally blah, blah, blah. Or <laughs> so I dot, dot, dot. Like that kind of stuff was huge. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm, I'm sure it still is, but like it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's I think the biggest difference is that it's just become more casual. Like you don't sure. title these like you did a film anymore. Yeah. You title these like a thesis statement in an essay. Like it's casual, right? Like sure, you're sure, explaining sure. what the video is. It's, you know, for me, I would like back in the day, if I did a jump force video, I would just title a jump force or some shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but now it's like, I play jump force, so you don't have to, you know, it's right. just, yeah, it's, you have to title them like, I think a thesis statement is really right on the money. Yeah. And also, I think there's an element of like, that's that's clearly like a reference, right? The the I act so you don't have to. That's the, the nostalgia critic thing, kind of. It's like a tie-in. People see that and they're like, oh, I get that. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I didn't even like, know that. Oh, really? I thought that was Nuh-uh. on purpose. Okay. I no, was going to say, because I feel like people would see that and be like, oh, I recognize that phrase. That's what what I mean. was the phrase? The nostalgia critic. He says, I'm I the never, nostalgia critic. I never critic. watched Nostalgia Critic. I, you've never watched Nostalgia Critic? No. Oh, my God. I know I know who the guy is. Like, I've seen him. <laughs> and That's funny. how he starts every video. He says, I'm the Nostalgia Critic. I remember it, so you don't have to. So I thought your thing okay. was like a little reference of that. That's no, crazy. I'm sure that probably carries over into it. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's crazy. Holy shit. I thought I came up with it. That's awesome. (laughs) Okay, ding, ding, ding. We're done. We're done. We're done. All right. uh, We talked about multiverses and then sponsors and then... Sakurai for a little bit. Sakurai for a little bit. And then the Nostalgia Critic. (laughs) You have homework to do. You got to go watch the Nostalgia Critic. All right. Perfect episode. Uh, Bye. Bye, everybody. How Did We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gowland, Jacob Rabin, and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is by Garrett Williamson, and our engineer audio producer is Justin Asher. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.